Welcome to Evolutions of Astrology. This is Dina DeCastro. In this episode, I discuss undergoing difficult transits and strategies for presenting them to clients. back in Portland after a short trip to visit my grandmother who has been ill in uh, Arizona. And what I've been thinking about and what I had some time to think about on my trip when I was uh, stuck in the the delays on the way back, (laughs) I was stuck at San Francisco airport for about six hours due to a Mercury retrograde event. Um, And I had a lot of time to think. And what was coming up for me was thinking about being in the middle of a long ongoing transit, actually a couple of them for me, um, that is considered difficult. Um, if you would read any of the traditional astrology lore, um, you would find that the transits that I'm undergoing right now would be considered difficult. One is the Saturn uh, square my sun. Transiting Saturn is square my sun for an entire year. Uh, has already begun and has uh, is coming up on its first exact pass. And then I have the ongoing Neptune square, which I've talked about in other podcasts. And with both of those going on at the same time and overlapping, I'm realizing that it's it's a challenging time that I'm in. You know, and I I know that I get it on an intellectual level, but how do I undergo it in a way that is um, not as, as Stephen Forrest used to say, just plugging my nose and waiting until the transit is over. Um, That phrase, you know, always stuck with me from early on in my astrological training as being really important because we can see an upcoming hard aspect from Saturn or uh, a difficult Neptune transit and think, oh God, you know, here it comes, and I'm just going to wait it out till it's over. I can't wait till this thing is over. And that seems to be missing the point, obviously. Um, we're presented with these, these cycles and these transits as opportunities for learning, uh, growth experiences, as we, we may or may not like to call them. And, you know, I would really like to lay down here some, some real ways that I approach being in the middle of that time, and then also how I present that to clients. How do I present a difficult transit to a client? First of all, I really came to the awareness that I'm in the middle of of some difficult transits kind of overlapping uh, when I was looking at Julian Assange's chart. And at the Mountain Astrologer site, there's a blog entry with about a a billion responses now about uh, his chart and his birth time controversy over that. But I talked about some transits that he was going through. And then when I looked at it, I realized that I'm going through the same exact transits at the same, roughly the same time period. He is uh, a son in cancer with his birthday just five days before mine. Uh, 
So he is also having Saturn square his son at the same time as I am, you know, roughly within the same year long period. And he'll also be going into his Neptune square uh, transit, the Neptune square Neptune, just as I am phasing out of it as he's a couple years younger than me. So I, you know, I really was thinking about as I was talking about his transits, how I would receive that kind of information myself. And I always have to think about this when I'm dishing out that information to clients. How would I feel about this if I heard this? What I said about the difficult Saturn-Neptune transit, you know, both those transits going on at the same time, was that it can be a time where you feel overwhelmed. It can be a time where you feel restricted of movement, the Saturn square, the sun. It can feel like a time where you have a lot of heavy burdens on you. Um, and of course, with Neptune, square Neptune, I've done a couple podcasts on that so far. And, you know, really, uh, it can be a time where you're very, you feel very confused and nothing seems terribly clear. And with Neptune and Saturn both active in the chart at the same time, it can feel like you're not really making a lot of progress in life. And yet that can be a deceiving kind of perception. Um, and that is also a theme of Neptune, you know, this idea of, of feeling out of touch with what's real and not really knowing what is true and what is for certain. Um, in response to Julian Assange's current situation, I talked about you know, the obvious uh, notion that Saturn square the sun doesn't really bode well for his ultimate freedom this year. Um, it's a very restrictive force. It's very confining. Um, it's about burdens and responsibilities and kind of paying up for whatever karmic things you've set into motion. And yet, uh, it can also be a time where you can come into your own inner authority, where you can step into power, but you're going to have to fight authority to do it. So that's really how I see the, the Saturn square to the sun. Saturn being the restrictive authoritarian force um, impinging upon the life force and vitality of the sun. With Neptune square Neptune, uh, that is a crisis of faith. It's a crisis of belief and things can get muddy in order that we turn within to find uh, what the real truth is for us. And so, you know, I could see obviously how that applies to Julian Assange's life. And then I had to think, okay, well, and, you know, I'm not Julian Assange and how does this apply to my life? I'm not going through any of the same kind of circumstances, but we're experiencing the same transits. And what was interesting to me when I asked that question was um, how I could apply the same things that I said about Julian Assange's chart and the transits for him to myself because of the way in which I do readings and read transits. Um, we can only say so much specifically uh, and I don't believe that we can predict what will happen. You know, in light of his circumstances, I could say, well, it's not likely that he is looking at a year where it's going to be 
an easy walk in the park where he's going to get his freedom, everything's going to be okay. Um, That's not the kind of year we're looking at for him ahead. And for myself, you know, would I read for myself that I were going to have a really, you know, piece of cake year ahead? (laughs) No. Um, And how do I feel about that? You know, how do I feel knowing that the transits are pointing towards heavy Saturn, Neptune influences overlapping over the next year, um, there are some unavoidable realities that I'm likely going to encounter this year. Uh, There are some uh, indications that I won't have all the information, that some things are muddy and unclear still yet to be revealed, um, that my faith will be tested, that um, I am going to be taking on extra burdens and responsibilities, and that theme has already begun. Um, So how do I deal with that? How do I how do I endure it and how do I undergo it? And I really kind of like the word undergoing um, for this idea of undergoing a transit because undergoing to me implies that you are you are engaging with it, you're surrendering to it, and you're but you're not going to just you know plug your nose and wait till the transit's over. So how do I undergo this? Well, if I were presenting this to a client, I would say, first of all, with the Saturn transit, it's a time to embrace responsibility. It's not a time to run from responsibility. Face and own whatever responsibilities are presenting themselves as yours. And it's imperative that you act within what you would feel to be right action in your conscience. In other words, it's not a time where you can shirk or get away with um, sidestepping the responsibilities coming your way. So you have to submit. You have to own those things that are put in your path and take them on like a grown-up. And that may sound a little harsh, but the force of Saturn is harsh. And if I look at that in my own life, I can say, well, okay, I've got... um, the responsibility for my parent, my father, who recently had a stroke, and that's going to become likely more so uh, a, a, a more physical responsibility for me this coming year. He may be moving uh, up to be near me in Portland, and I'll be totally overseeing his care. And of course, Saturn square the sun, you know, is so blatantly symbolic of kind of the Uh, the responsibility of the father, um, you know, being the the primary responsibility of this next year for me. And so what I've been working on within myself going into this transit is every responsibility that comes up, trying to work on stepping into it like an adult, and acting as if <laughs> I'm a really responsible adult, even if I don't always feel like it. Um, sometimes, you know, like everyone else, I, I feel like throwing little emotional fits or um, saying, why me? Um, and I think why me is an appropriate response, you know, when you have a lot of responsibility suddenly come your way. Uh, so this is uh, forcing me to develop some muscle and 
I think that Saturn transits are very good for that. You know, if we think of Saturn as being associated with lead and heaviness, you know, it's it rules the metal lead um, in alchemy, and that heaviness, you know, forces us. It's like gravity boots. We have to build our muscles to to get through it. And then that overlapping with this with the Neptune square, which is phasing out over the next year for me, but it's close enough that you know it will be an orb through a lot of the year for me. Um, Neptune is telling me that okay, this is not a time to force your will on the situation. There are things that you are going to have to surrender to and to submit to. And if I were presenting that to a client, I would say you know this is a time to let go to surrender, to trust, to trust that things are unfolding as they should and that you may not know right now what all the pieces are and and where this is all going. It is going somewhere. (laughs) There will ultimately be a resolution and you just can't see what that is. And so you have to let go of the control. So the vision is blurry right now, but that Outward vision being blurred necessitates a turning inward. And both Saturn and Neptune, to me, um, seem to indicate a time of inward reflection, even isolation. But isolation can be a positive and a negative thing, a positive and or a negative thing, really. It depends on how you use it. And so this is also what I would say to a client undergoing Um, any difficult transit, that there's a way to use what would be considered difficult about the transit and turn it into a positive. You can, I believe, turn the squares or the oppositions into trines. You can, but you have to really focus on, well, what, what is the lesson here? What are these archetypes trying to tell me? at this time? And how do I move in accordance with the cycles that I'm in the middle of? I think the most difficult part, you know, as humans in this situation is that we want control. You know, it always comes back to that. The ego wants control. We want to be able to force our will on something and make it happen the way we think think it should. And I think that's been the most um, powerful lesson that I'm continuing to learn through this process, through, um, through family illnesses, through the responsibilities of taking on my father's uh, affairs. All of that, you know, for me, it's been about realizing that there isn't, there isn't a me in this. <laughs> It's not really about me. And it's not a time where my ego really can assert itself very effectively. It's about trusting in something else. I have yet to develop a certainty or a belief about what that something else is. But it's a time where I'm being forced within to look at that. So I know that, you know, when I talk to clients and they're going through something like this, whether it be a difficult Saturn 
transit, a Pluto transit particularly, um, or a Neptune. You know, Neptune, Neptune's hard aspects can be very challenging times and they're long. You know, the, all the ones that I talked about there are long and ongoing ones. Potentially, um, Saturn is not always as long. It depends on where it's transiting in the chart. It could be up to a year. But the, the Neptune and Pluto transits will, of course, be longer. And when I'm, I'm talking to a client about that, and I say, okay, well, you're going to have this Neptune, you know, square your sun or whatever it is for two years. How do I tell them, you know, just, just keep the faith for two years, you know, just, just trust and surrender every day for two years. That's not really how we can ever apply that in real life. You know, we can't just take a philosophical idea and then say, okay, I'm just going to do that for two years. I think the helpful thing in working with clients with difficult transits is to come up with some strategies, some really practical things that you can tell them about each transit that are everyday things that they can do during the two years that they're undergoing a Neptune transit. You know, for example, with Neptune, the advice that I give to clients is often it's a time to remember to give yourself enough rest. Don't keep pushing yourself forward. Give yourself plenty of rest, plenty of sleep, plenty of dream time, time to go within. Yes, it's a challenge in this busy culture, but Neptune time is a time of rest and retreat. And you may not be feeling as energetic as you usually do and don't fight that. So getting specific with some everyday um, everyday things that people can do to integrate the transit is important. Uh, another one would be, you know, for a Saturn transit, often it's a time where we have to set boundaries and um, learn to say no to certain things, you know, especially a difficult Saturn transit. We not only experience Saturn forces from out there, we become Saturn to other people. And I, you know, advise clients to get comfortable with the word no. Get comfortable to saying no and get clearing, clear on what your responsibilities are and are not. Um, and so on the everyday level, you know, saying no in little places where you would usually say yes and knowing when it is the time to say yes to a responsibility or request. So with client work, um, I think it's, it's really important to give them something that they can walk away from the reading with, not feeling like they just got handed a bunch of bad news. And I don't mean just telling people stuff they want to hear, okay, which is not at all what I'm saying. No, don't give them only the fluffy trines and happy Jupiter transits. That's not at all what I'm saying. But it's important to end a reading with some practical things that people can do so that they feel empowered to deal with these difficult transits if they're having them. And of course, when I hear myself talking to clients, uh, I'm always thinking, oh yeah, I need to take that advice myself, you know. And as much as I'm telling somebody else what what they can do to undergo a difficult transit or you know what that transit's going to be uh, about, 
I'm listening to that as if I were the client because often I'm in the same position as the person to whom I'm delivering that information. And that's, that's such a powerful moment when you realize that, that, okay, this is, I'm giving myself a reading as much as I'm giving this other person a reading and I need to listen. I need to practice this as much as I am preaching it. Um, it's easier said than done. And that's the constant challenge for me as an astrologer is to incorporate the wisdom of astrology fully into my own life as much as I'm able to express it to others. So as always, I would love to hear back from you about um, your experiences undergoing difficult transits. I know that's a broad topic. I've had some specific calls uh, out for emails about Pluto transits, Neptune, Uranus, all the midlife ones that we just went through. But I'd like to hear what your take is on undergoing long-term difficult transits and how you experienced that. What were your strategies for dealing with it? And also, if you're an astrologer, what are your tips for delivering that kind of information to clients? So thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure and have a wonderful holiday season. And I will be back with you after the new year. 